books uh, about this SABC too. Actually, the whole SABC. I don't think the executive of SABC watch what they want us to watch. I've stopped watching SABC many, many years ago. The only thing I watch is Steam Sam. That's all. Yeah, Tamara from Deep Blue. Hmm, thank you very much for that WhatsApp voice note. And of course, I asked earlier, do you watch S2, SABC2, which we are discussing this morning in our TV conversation? Because it seems things aren't going particularly well at uh, S2. We've speak, spoken on this show about the difficulties S3, that's SABC3, has had. And to tell us a little bit more about what we know about what's happening at SABC2, join on the line by independent TV and film critics as well as journalist Tienis Ferreira. Tienis, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Good morning. Hello there. So you tweeted recently about the ratings from December 2023 at SABC2, and those numbers didn't sound good. Tell us about that. I almost thought of that story that people say uh, you put a frog in uh, water on a stove or on the fire and then you slowly heat it up and it will actually die because it doesn't realize it's starting to get cooked. It doesn't jump out because it happens so gradually. Mm. And the same type of erosion that we've seen with uh, SABC3 or S3 that led to that channel, which is the SABC's only commercial TV channel. It's actually supposed to be the moneymaker so that it can fund uh, the programming and the content that's on SABC 1 and 2. That channel is on live support. It only has like just over 400,000 viewers now. It used to be in the millions. The same issue has now started to afflict SABC 2. So if you look at how many viewers it has, sorry, my throat, uh, it had uh, 1.5 million viewers, which, which sounds a lot. But if you look back just a few years to 2016, SABC3 had 1.5 million viewers. So SABC2 is now essentially where S3 was in 2016, and it keeps the, the ratings keep going down. And it doesn't seem as if the SABC, although they might be worried about it, mm. either don't know what to do about it or they're not doing the right things to sort of stem the tide of this ongoing rating erosion. And if you think SABC2 was supposed to be or used to be the second largest channel after SABC1 in the country, and now something like the 8 o'clock news on ETV gets more viewers, the news on ETV gets more viewers than all of SABC2 and all of SABC3. So, yeah, yeah we're going to, yeah, who knows where, where, it's go, where it's going to head if, if there's not, like, serious intervention. You can see somebody has a problem with weight, somebody has a problem with health issues or whatever, and you just leave it until it goes into that cardiac arrest situation. I was reading a piece you wrote for the City Press this morning about the SABC wanting to slash royalty payments to actors, and part of why they're doing it is because they're in uh, financial difficulties. And one of the things you wrote in that piece, or that's in that piece, is that the SABC relies more and more on rebroadcast because there is no money for new TV programs. The program schedules these days feature even more reruns from the archives from which the broadcaster still earns new advertising revenue. And I wonder if that isn't one of the big challenges as well is the SABC is wanting to attract 
viewers and advertisers, but they're not investing in new programming. And so uh, they're, you're seeing a lot of reruns. And I mean, some of those shows are great. I still love To This Day's Goodies Nice. It's one of my favorite shows. But the lack of new, fresh content, is that one of the reasons that, you know, certainly S3 and S2 um, are struggling with, is that, well, there's nothing new to offer the viewer. Absolutely. And content is key and integral. And, you know, that saying of content is king. If you're a restaurant, uh, you can uh, sort of slash costs by uh, take uh, maybe let staff go or maybe closing down an outlet or whatever. But the one thing that you can't take away is the food, right? Because that's the thing that you're selling. So mm. obviously a broadcaster or a TV channel, you want eyeballs. You want people to be entertained and to be sort of... Uh, just find themselves in another world when they watch a story for an hour or two uh, during prime time, a soap or whatever. So, like, if you keep on showing Shaka Zulu for hundreds of times, and um, especially if you've just shown it very recently, like last year, now you dish it up again, you get diminishing returns. And then, uh, besides not people or viewers watching that specific moment, you are also creating the idea that you're no longer a destination that's worthwhile to go to next time or next year or next month. So um, reruns and repeats will always be a part of any schedule, but it can't be uh, come so uh, pervasive that the, the lack of new content becomes so obvious that people just go like, it's no longer... Uh, there's no longer a reason for me to, to go to channel X, Y, Z or mm. whatever. And what the SABC also does, it's why do you have three different brands? If Muvangu that you say is a SABC2 show, it's then repeated on SABC1 or uh, Generations is shown on SABC2. So it means like all three channels or all three brands are really just the same uh, since the one show fits on the other channel. You don't see that happening in America. Why is the SABC doing that? And it's because they don't have enough money to invest in new content. Yeah. Uh, they're also not paying other stuff like the electricity bills and the producers for existing shows. Uh, but you really need to sort of almost ring fence money for content because that's sort of the, your bread and butter, that, your lifeline. Yeah. Quite interesting some of the messages we're getting. An SMS says, Hi, Gorgs, SABC3 is showing stuff from 30 years ago. Someone says here, D, I must say Footsporter, which is the travel show, is one of the main reasons I not only watch SABC2, but pay for my DSTV. I'm contemplating cutting DSTV altogether soon. After discussions with family, we find very little value in TV, really. Another one says, I hardly watch TV. I'm saving electricity by accident. I don't have other channels I watch news. Footsporter is excellent. Um, animal programs are good. Um, but please, no more Anaconda movies, which is a, an e-media thing. Those, those show every two weeks, they'll show you the Anaconda movies. Um, and it also says any American comedy is for eight-year-olds and I pay my TV license. I've also rediscovered reading. Um, so quite a few messages around, well, it's not an, as interesting as it was before. And so what does this mean for, because these are public broadcaster channels if they don't have the viewership and i imagine the revenue what could be the future for them 
I'm scared that we might get to a position where the SABC might might decide or might be forced to sell off something like SABC3 or close it down and only run two TV channels, main terrestrial TV channels, or maybe even close down SABC2, or it sort of becomes like a state hospital situation. It's there, but what is really there and what's the quality there and then what's really also ultimately the purpose Public broadcasting is so important. It's mm-hmm. really important that uh, SABC3 has now almost not have a channel head for a year, since April last year. Uh, we also saw in the newspaper today that uh, there's again been suspensions, including the SABC COO uh, for the SABC Plus contract. What's going on there and why can't these things not be managed and run properly so that we have a BBC-level type SABC for South Africa? Tennis, always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. That's independent TV and film critic and journalist Tienis Ferreira painting quite a bleak picture of what's happening at the SABC. Uh, still keen to hear from you whether you still watch any of the S channels, S3 and S2, which are in difficult positions.